Hallelujah, hallelujah. In your Bibles today, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Paul's writing to the young pastor, Timothy, mentoring him, guiding him, helping him, moving him along into greater experiences in the Lord. I'm so thankful that the Lord didn't stop at the first generation. Amen. I'm so thankful that miracles, gifts of the Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost didn't stop uh, in 33 A.D., the day of Pentecost when it first happened. It's still going. It's still happening. God's still moving. God's still working. Praise God. And I'm thankful for that. Praise the Lord. Verse 14 is where we'll start and read down to verse 16. That thou keep this commandment. Now obviously you're going to have to read back through the chapter to find out what commandment he's talking about. Keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is that possible? Oh, yes. The apostle wouldn't write it. It wouldn't be in the Word of God if it was impossible. No, it's possible. You can do it. This is how we overcome. <laughs> Praise God. Which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Praise God. Now, Paul was converted by a powerful light that knocked him down. Praise God. He saw that light. So what's he writing about? He's writing about how great God is, that you're never going to find the end of him. You're never going to be able to comprehend all there is. There's always going to be more. There's always going to be greater. There's always going to be far more fantastic and amazing and awesome, no matter how you describe it, always going to be more. Praise God, because he is the only potentate. Praise God. Now, what in the world does that mean? <laughs> that means he's the only all-powerful. He's the only sovereign. He's the only almighty. Praise God, King of kings and Lord of lords. You can be seated. God bless you. We just, um, uh, well, it's been last month, it's been actually a couple of weeks ago now, that we had President's Day. And hopefully it's more than just a day off. Hopefully it's a time of reflection. Uh, Lincoln and Washington, that's uh, primarily uh, the presidents that we're celebrating in, in February. But it's, uh, it's a recognition of uh, all of presidents and hopefully a a prompt that our president needs prayer. Oh, Lord, our president needs prayer. <laughs> Praise God. But I just read a biography of Truman, Harry Truman, Harry S. Truman. The S didn't stand for anything. It's just an initial, Harry S. Truman, who was a senator from Missouri and then was elected vice president 
on the ticket with Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt, sick from uh, polio, passed away only a few months into the term that uh, Truman was vice president, and suddenly he is thrust into the position of being president. At the time of World War II, at the time of the atomic bomb, and uh, the, you can imagine the immense decisions that were placed upon him and uh, on his desk just months into his term. Now, uh, he had served in the Senate, and then as vice president, he is president of the Senate. And so he has some experience, he has some exposure to all of those things. But now, um, the, uh, the end of World War II uh, in Europe and in the Pacific, the United Nations and uh, all of the aspects of restoring Europe and the Pacific uh, because the, the war devastated. I mean, uh, you've seen pictures of, of the devastation in Europe, uh, Germany, Poland, uh, Russia, um, uh, Czechoslovakia, all, all, the whole uh, European bloc that needed to be restored. And uh, the immense responsibility and cost of doing those things. And then the decision, as I said, of using the atomic bomb to end the war uh, with Japan. And, um, and then setting up the United Nations and what that would involve, its charter, its, uh, its membership, uh, its placement, and, and so on. Um, and then Korea coming along and the uh, necessity of meeting uh, the communist expansion. And it may seem like a small thing, but the remodeling of the White House was going on at that time as well. So a displacement of his administration to some degree and the work that had to be done uh, there as well. Um, pretty incredible to consider all of the decisions, weighty decisions that a president has to make. And um, I, I think about uh, presidents down through the ages, and, uh, and in the book uh, about Truman, he reflects on different ones who, like him, came uh, into the presidency because of the death of the president, and uh, how he uh, reflected on their actions or lack of action, and how he determined he was going to follow um, uh, the plan that needed to be put in place. And uh, I did some reading about Lincoln as well. I want to share just some of the statements uh, that uh, Lincoln uh, made uh, concerning his presidency. As far as preparation, he said, I will prepare and someday my chance will come. He didn't wait for the chance to come and then prepare. He prepared in advance. He did that as a lawyer. He did that as a member of Congress. And he did it as president. And uh, then he used a biblical uh, reference. There is but one way to train up a child in the way he should go. <clears throat> Excuse me, in the way he should go. And that is to travel it yourself. <laughs> you can't train in an area that you've not been trained. And uh, thank God it works. As far as friendship, 
He said, to ease another's heartache is to forget one's own. And um, I don't suppose you totally forget, but at least you have compassion. You have empathy for someone who's going through things just like you are, or even worse. Conquer by kindness, he said. Let that be our policy. And um, he did that when the Civil War created so many conflicts, and he wanted enemies to become friends. As far as principle, he said, stand with anybody that stands right. Stand with him while he is right, and part with him when he goes wrong. Uh, principle. You just have to abide by it. And then finally he said, without the assistance of the divine being, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. Praise God. And I, I hope we can understand that aspect as well. It's interesting, in Scripture there is the term president. Who is it applied to? Daniel. He is recognized uh, in chapter 6 of Daniel, his writing, five times presidents are mentioned, and Daniel was the first president, the one who would be uh, in power. He was preferred above the presidents, and other presidents, as you read the chapter, uh, and other presidents and princes could find no fault and no error in Daniel. That's amazing. With all that was uh, his responsibility, all the areas that he needed to exercise authority, all the decisions that he needed to make, there was no fault, there was no error, because he served God. Praise God. He was able to follow through in the way that he needed to and not be, not be found in error. However, they decided they were going to find error concerning the law of his God. So, they made Darius a, uh, a, a sign a, a law. No petition would be made of any other god for 30 days except you, king. They puffed him up. They elevated him. They made him seem so strong and so uh, authoritative. The law of the Medes and the Persians could not be changed, could not be altered. No petition at all. What did Daniel do? He prayed. Didn't matter if there was a, uh, a signing of the Medes and the Persian. Didn't matter if there was a law from the God or all, like he always did. He prayed. Why? Because he knew another potentate. Huh. He knew another who was in charge. Who knew another who could provide the answers. Praise God. Now... The threat was, if you ask a petition, if you make a prayer of another besides Darius the king, the lion's den is going to be your destination. Hmm. The lion's den. That doesn't, that, that's not a zoo. That's not a, uh, you know, where you can go and pet the animals. And uh, this was, this was a, a very serious threat. Didn't change Daniel. They threw him in the lion's den. They put a stone over the opening of the den. They sealed it with the king's seal. Sounds like something that was going to happen on, 
a few thousand years later, doesn't it? <laughs> Praise God. The king spent a sleepless night. He was upset. He knew he had been duped. He knew he had been tricked. And early in the morning, they go and move the stone aside. Oh, Daniel. Now, the king had assured Daniel, the God whom thou servest continually is able to deliver thee. That's a good message. <laughs> now it becomes a question early in the morning. Oh, Daniel is the God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee. Live forever, O king, comes the answer from down in the depths of the lion's den. <laughs> Praise God. Daniel is lifted out of there with the report. God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. Praise God. Ah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now a new decree is written by the king. And oh my, how amazing it is for him to lift up the God of Daniel. He said, the God of Daniel, he is the living God. He delivereth and he rescueth. He worketh signs and wonders. He delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. He put all of that in his decree. He all but called him the only potentate. <laughs> Praise God. Thank the Lord for the power of God to bring victory. Thank the Lord for the power of God to display his goodness and his strength. Thank the Lord. There is a King of kings. There is a Lord of lords. Amen. And we know him to be sovereign. We know him to be ruler. We know him to be all powerful. Amen. Jesus declared all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Thank the Lord. There was one of his disciples that had to make the suggestion, show us the Father and that will be sufficient. Have you been so long time with me that you've not known me? He that hath seen me has seen the Father. Praise God. Now that's not just a unity, like a, a unity of a husband and a wife. I can't say he that has seen me has seen Alicia. Thank the Lord. She's much more beautiful, much more pretty, much more magnificent and fantastic. She's going to buy me lunch today. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. But Jesus could declare it. He that has seen me has seen the Father. Because they're one and the same. Hallelujah. I and my father are one. Now there's a king who the scripture says was beyond any other who had ruled. He, um, he was so great that it was uh, silver was like stones uh, in the road. Six, silver is $6 an ounce now. Imagine the wealth that you could pick up just off the street in Solomon's kingdom. Solomon, who was given a heart to understand, wisdom above uh, anyone else. When the queen of Sheba came to observe and uh, try to impress with her might and power, bringing spices and goods and so on, she had to make the statement, the half was not told me of how great your kingdom is, how wonderful, how powerful, how amazing, even your servants being dressed and so on. She had to understand that uh, that kingdom is 
far surpassing any she had understood or had seen. But Jesus declared, a greater than Solomon is here. Oh, thank God. He didn't just say it. Well, you know, he, he had a way with words, didn't he? He was able to say so many things. To the leper, be thou clean. To the blind, receive thy sight. Uh, to uh, the woman who had an infirmity uh, for 18 years, uh, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful for the power of the Lord. Amen. That young man that uh, was contained in the, uh, or his miracle contained in the same chapter that Sister Donna taught from. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. Praise God. I don't know if the Lord said it quickly or if he let it be drawn out. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. Sound like he's from Texas. Praise God. But no, I'm thankful. God said it. The Lord said it. The power of God was displayed. Made arise. Hallelujah. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Oh, my. The power of his words. The blessing that would come forth because he spoke. I'm thankful he can still say it. Peace be still. Thank God. And the storm is quieting in our hearts and in our minds. Just like he quieted the storm and the, the lake that day. I'm glad I know him as Lord of Lords. I'm glad I worship him as King of Kings. I'm thankful I know him as the only potentate, the only ruler, the only sovereign, the only all-powerful. Praise God. And he ministers in our hearts in our lives today the most important thing when he said come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden you ever feel that way you ever feel like you're overloaded you're overwhelmed you don't know where to turn you don't have any answers you need something that no one else can supply he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, that's not just uh, whatever the mattress and pillow uh, manufacturers want to sell you. That's rest beyond anything that a psychologist would be able to convince you of that a psychiatrist would be able to bring you through therapy and, uh, and work in his clinic and so on. Oh, no. Thank God it's powerful. It's wonderful. It's incredible. Praise God. When he said, you must be born again, he wasn't setting the bar so high that nobody could reach it. He let us know, be born of the water. Be born of the Spirit. Praise God. And then the apostles brought forth the answer of how that is to happen. You can be baptized in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And your sins will be remitted. Praise God. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's being born of the Spirit. Thank God. He not only made the requirement, you must be born again, but he 
made the way because he is the only potentate. He let us know that you believe on him as the scripture has said, out of your inner being shall flow rivers of living water. Thank God he spake of the Spirit and we can receive it. He declared to his disciples and to all of us, I will not leave you comfortless. A lot of things will leave you comfortless. <laughs> you can have a big party, you can have a big time, and then when you sober up and you have that hangover, there's no comfort. There's no peace. There's nothing that can satisfy and help you. But the Lord says, I will come to you. Praise God. He is the comforter. He's the one that brings forth his power and his blessing. Thank God I can know the blessing that he has promised. And he will perform according to his power. We follow in the apostles' doctrine. We read the epistles that the apostles wrote. And we obey those instructions and that guidance. And we know the power that he brings forth. The only potentate. There's victory that he's planned. Some of you might read a mystery and you cheat. And you go to the back of the book and you read to find out who done it. How's it going to turn out? What's going to happen? Some of you are fans of Louis L'Amour, and it doesn't matter what that cowboy is facing, doesn't matter what he's up against, doesn't matter what takes place. He's going to win the fair maiden. He's going to get the ranch. He's going to shoot down the outlaws. Everything's going to turn out good. Hmm. Fiction. Just made up. But thank God, I read the back of the book. Hallelujah. There's victory. There's power. There's blessing. There's strength. Thank God. The Bible says they will make war with the Lamb. Doesn't sound very even. Doesn't sound like it's going to be a good outcome for the Lamb. Going to be slaughtered. Going to be taken care of in a nasty way. But no, you read what the Word of God says. Revelation 17, 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with Him, they that are with Him, thank God we can be with Him. Thank God we can see Him conquer. Thank God we can see Him overcome. Thank God we can know there is victory. They that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. Amen. The challenge is there for you and I to step up and say, I'll be among the called. Thank God he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You can read in the word of God so many aspects of the calling that God has put on your life. And you can determine in your heart, I'm going to follow the captain of my salvation. I'm going to follow the one who has called me and brought me into the fellowship of the saints of the most high God. I'm going to stay with him and know his power and his blessing because the lamb is not going to be a sacrifice in this point. He is going to be supreme. He is going to be powerful. He's going to be the lion. Praise God. And there's going to be victory because that's what he desires to be. Hallelujah. Faithful and true, the Bible says. The Word of God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. It's said several times in the Scripture to give us the knowledge and understanding. He's not going to be defeated. The only potentate. 
the only sovereign, the great authority, the mighty. Praise God. That's who knocks at the door. His invitations are amazing. Beginning of Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Any person, anybody, as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Thank God that includes everybody. In the Old Testament, it was just men that had the sign of the covenant. But thank God, it's everybody, man and woman, baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Have that sign and that covenant. In the beginning of Revelation, that invitation was made. At the end of Revelation, the invitation is made. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Praise God. So now this is the most important decision. The president's not going to make that decision. The Congress is not going to make that decision. The Supreme Court is not going to make that decision. I make that decision. You make the decision. Am I going to take the waters of life freely? Am I going to be baptized in the name above every name? for the remission of sins. Praise God. Now let me remind you of the verse of Scripture that we started with. At the appearing, the appearing of the one who only has immortality. Do you know that only one other place in the King James Version of the Bible is immortality mentioned? This is the only mention of it besides one other. Immortality is a a Greek favorite in their literature. Those gods, those warriors, whatever, in Greek literature that is fiction, by the way, immortality is mentioned again and again. With Jesus, it's not fiction. It's not made up. It's not imagination. It's real. Immortality. And he extends that offer of immortality to you and me. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 15, this mortal must put on immortality. This corruptible must put on incorruption. What do you mean must? That's what it says, must. Because when you've been born again of the water and the spirit, the name of Jesus Christ has been called over you. The power of the Spirit of the Almighty, the one who spoke the worlds into existence, dwells in you. Nothing is going to hold you back from stepping into that heavenly realm. Immortality, incorruption, praise God, and the power of the Lord that is going to take place. Think about his appearing, his appearing in his birth. His appearing in the resurrection, how incredible, how amazing, both aspects there that we find recorded in the Word of God that we know to be real and to be true, praise God. And then his appearing when he comes to take his church away, his bride, present to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, with no blemish, hallelujah, because we kept the commandment 
unrebukable, unblameable. Praise God. Just like the scripture tells us to. And then when he comes again, the second coming, there's two different ones, see? And he sets his feet again on the Mount of Olives where he departed. And those two, in, two men in white said, you men of Galilee, this same Jesus is going to come again. Praise God. Oh, thank the Lord. There is that recognition of what the Lord is going to do and the fulfillment that he is going to make. Praise God. His appearing. 1 John 3 and 2 says, Now are we the sons of God, and doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, notice the emphasis on appearing, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Oh, what an incredible, incredible time that is going to be. Amen. And the apostle uh, writes before that, Behold, what manner of love that he hath bestowed on us, that we can have that hope, that we can have that desire and that change. And Paul declared, There's laid up for me a crown, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me. And not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Praise God. Longing for it. Hoping for it. Desiring it. Anticipating it. Praise God. And that's you and me. Thank God. Trusting believing, knowing the Lord's got that in store for us. Hallelujah. What's it going to be like to look on the one who is exalted as the king of kings? The one the angels cry out to as Lord of lords. The one the apostle declared to be the only potentate. The only all-powerful the only almighty. Praise God. There are many today in the world who think, well, just think of the world leaders today who are acting in ways that jeopardize the lives of millions, really. Millions. It can be evaporated just that quickly. It's a scary scene. It's a scary situation. Wars and rumors of wars. And uh, that's the time we're living in. See, it's a time that I, I, can't, I can't just play. I can't um, pretend. I can't just get by. No, I've got to dig down and get real. I, I've, I've got to make sure my foundation is strong. And it's, it's not a foundation that I manufacture. It's a, man, it's a foundation I find in the Word of God. And I build on it. Praise God. Not some flimsy structure, not something that's a, you know, a tiny house. <laughs> a tiny house is all the rage now. No, the Lord is building a mansion. The Lord's preparing something great for you. Amen. Let's let the Lord 
provide for us the dimensions that he wants, the strength and blessing that he wants to provide, and we move into that realm of knowing he's the only potentate. He's the one who is almighty. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Praise God. Please stand with me. Now, Peter, <clears throat> Peter would uh, agree with, uh, with Paul in his writings to Timothy and know um, he, would, he would be assured of how uh, strong faith can be in Jesus Christ. Uh, it's Peter who answered uh, when the Lord watched people going away after being fed with the loaves and fishes, the multitudes of thousands. And they're starting to walk away now because they didn't like what they heard. The Lord teaching. You know that, isn't that amazing how so many people react to the things of God? They'll stay with the Lord as long as everything's coming their way. They'll stay with the Lord as long as they're being satisfied and, and uh, the stomach's full and uh, everything's good. But when the teaching gets straight, the teaching gets strong, then where they go. So the Lord turned to his disciples. Are you also going to go away? Peter's answer, strong, straight. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter had it right. He knew who he was talking to. He knew who he believed. He identified Jesus correctly. So when Paul would write what we read in Timothy, Peter would say, that's right. He's the one. We're eyewitnesses. We saw his glory. We saw his power. We saw his majesty. Praise God. But we have a more sure word of prophecy. And you do well that you take heed. And the day star dawn in you. And rise in your hearts. Praise God. Praise God. Do you realize who it is that dwells in you in the Holy Ghost? I know it's a thrill. I know, woo, I know it's powerful and it's wonderful. But he really is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He really is the only potentate. Praise God. And he says, I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to change you. I'm going to save you. I'm going to deliver you. You're mine. You belong to me. You're called by my name. I filled you with my spirit. You walk in my word. And my light is provided for you. Oh, my. How incredible. Let's come and worship him for a bit here. Let's come and lift him up together right now. Praise God. Let's know 
we believe in the one who is the only potentate. He's sovereign. He's ruler. He's almighty. He's all-powerful. Praise God. And he's the one who's provided salvation for us. Oh, Lord, we praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Oh, precious Father, we glorify you today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord, for so great salvation. Thank you for dispatching the angels to assist us, Lord, to minister to us. Thank you.